Greetings there, ladies and gentlemen. Hardy J here once again with a thoughts and discussion video on Life is Strange. And joining me today is this gentleman over here, Octaku Ops. Yo, yo, guys. How's it going? Otaku Ops here. So yeah, we're gonna do a kind of autopsy dissection video of Life is Strange. Game came out in 2015, in January actually. That's a uh, episode one. Let's start with because the guess always starts. Let's see how you learned about the game. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So for me. It was just a thing on Steam, as far as I remember. Uh, it was like in the recommendations one day. And I saw the trailer. I thought it was interesting. I saw the storm thing coming. And I thought, hey, that's kind of cool. I knew that it was a kind of adventure slash decision-making game. And I, again, I like that because... You know, I like Mass Effect. Mass Effect had choices. Yeah. So, great. You know, I thought it was cool. And of course, later on, I just I just want to mention it. I got the book. I got the art book. Mm -hmm. And I also got... This is a very rare thing, I think. It's a Foles ending credit song, which has the instrumental, which mm -hmm. I want to do a cover at some point. So that's it. So for me... I saw it was a YouTube video. I can't remember, like, because I see tons of videos from like, GameSpot, IGN, and so forth. And they always have trailers saying, hey, this game's coming up. So it's a teaser. It was probably in 2014, probably, because it was came out in January. And I don't know what drawed me, but the visual style, the art... Is this uh, teaser trailer really brought the art and just the visual? And I was like, whoa, like, I got to check this out. I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't know exactly what it was or what everything. And then eventually I was on the fence when uh, the first chapter came out. And I saw a playthrough a little bit, like the first, not an hour, like half hour of it. And I was like, characters good dessert style i i found them to be a little bland at first like very flat but it it's the it does the feel because it's all about like you know max is in the art school so you got like an artistic type feel and it's almost pastel-y at at times it looks like you know there's a lot of art in the game and when i played the first episode i was pretty much hooked even the, the to the ending the ending and then you got that hook and uh they did it very well and it continues on we, in each uh, each of the chapters definitely yeah uh the name of the first episode by the way is chrysalis and chrysalis means a quiescent insect pupa uh, especially of a butterfly or moth for 
going to talk about butterflies later on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's basically also, it can be a transitional state, which the game is kind of about. It's, it's, a, it's a coming of age story, partially. There's more, but this is definitely one theme of it. No, there's many, many themes, and that's one of them, but uh, I agree with you. Like, it's a trend of very... Certain characters, like Max and Chloe, are going... Like, they're familiar with something, but they're going in something new. And right. we'll get into the characters a little bit more, but yeah, at, like, this transitional stage of going from the pupa to the butterfly, basically. So it's the first step chapter one per se right yeah. yeah and i also was reading about it the other day uh the developers who made this game they actually even admitted that basically the, the especially the first episode was just full of stereotypes oh, yeah. we see a, a lot of stereotypes like for example victoria she's the typical can we curse on this channel uh yeah it's over a minute so yeah all right so she's basically like the traditional bitch yeah it's good for storytelling and then also it's good to have those those traits those characteristics kind of broken later on and as they grow evolve and so forth i, I want to definitely talk about one later on and probably in a different episode but one definitely comes to mind where you, you have a a different opinion now than at the end you kind of probably i who who you who i'm talking about yeah yeah well that's the thing i mean for me it this game came kind of an interesting time because even when i was growing up like mostly in the 90s the world is completely different now uh, mm -hmm. people have different priorities a lot of people are basically on only fans doing you know uh, oh, strange yeah. services oh yeah and and this stuff just didn't exist like 20 years ago so also it, it came at a interesting time in my life because i was like questioning a lot of things uh, i was kind of doubting things and uh, this game makes you like pick decisions like sometimes very hard decisions that that's very true and we'll definitely talk about that more oh definitely and uh, talking about the time of what uh, a good time in your life uh, when this game came out for myself, I was going through very deep depression and wanting to change the past. So seeing that how this talks about time travel and you can change the past, it's like oh, it it just really stuck with me especially in later chapters but like it kind of helped me be like hey guess what yeah like you wish you could go back and change the past but that doesn't always happen and you just gotta accept what life throws at you and you just gotta deal with it you get the hallway thing uh, where, where she walks out and yeah. you know you have to go to the bathroom basically yeah and when she gets out she turns on the music 
there is a great song, and I just want to comment on the song very quickly. Mm -hmm. That song is actually a parody on American Girls. It's if I can, you actually I can see read that. the lyrics, yeah, yeah, I can see that. If you read the lyrics, you'll you'll see that first it starts okay, but then there is kind of a criticism of American girls mm. in general, the stereotypes anyway. Yeah. So it's a good song. Uh, and I just, with the hallway scene, I just thought, wow, this is cinematic. So now that that's going to be an interesting experience. Almost definitely. I, I think the hallway scene is a good setup for the minor characters because you can literally go down and it, re it reminds you of going back like in high school you see these all these people and it's like oh that person does that or that person is known for that and it's like you just it's all in your head because you don't say this you don't say these things to these people but you like you're going down and perfect for the example in the back is we're going along the hallway and max is having little comments about every single person that she's going with so it's good to set up like the minor characters and being like, oh, we're going to probably run into these and they're going to play me like a small role to like a minor small role in the in the uh, story ahead. And some of them, yeah, they go there. Well, one I one I have to say is the one is uh, Alyssa, where you have to savor every single episode in some like minute way, like you're getting hit by a football or toilet paper or something. And you just have to come up to her and say, uh, can you move? Alyssa, move your head. If you insist, Max. And that's it. Right. That's it. So it's like a little minor thing. And there's like, you know, the clicks. It's established almost right at the beginning that, you know, you got your groups, you got, you got, you got your shy geek people your sports people and then your vortex people and we're definitely going to get into that more and yeah um just one thing i want to quickly mention here uh, this game it depends how deep you want to go into it oh. so basically you can just go from point a to point b and that's fine you'll get the story but to really get into the background of things you really do have to read everything and talk to every character and, yeah. and that's it's all about the immersion exactly and uh, the video in the back where you go to the billboard and you just check what's going on and you see other characters and their personality show on that it's like one's looking for like there's a uh, there's a I think a ongoing gag throughout the entire chapters about someone trying to find their cat fix and uh -huh. they eventually do find them but the thing is it's it's not really in the open you got to look at the environment and check out post-its and building boards and all that you totally miss it if you don't do that and I want to point out another thing is the best thing, and a lot of people don't do this, is checking Max's diary. Yeah. Like every scene transition or something, like something happens, she writes something about it. 
And if that event changes, it changes what she writes. Again, later on in other circumstances, let's just say, that changes also. And I really find that really intriguing. Like it's about, like you said, it depends how deep you want to go with this. Wait, just uh, you briefly mentioned time travel, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess in the game it's fair to say that it's she's basically turning, rewinding back time. You're going to do a lot of rewinding in the game. Uh, like, just from a physics point of view, very quickly, uh, there is a very famous, you know, physicist in the UK called Brian Cox. And he's basically said that time travel to the past may be impossible. Going to the future, though, is possible. So, but again, we don't know. This is very speculative. Hmm. Kind of also what brought me into this, like, about the whole time travel and... And again, if it's done right, it's it's good. And if it's really done terribly, it's really bad. And yeah. I have to say, Life's Strange, it really does it good. Because it doesn't, it dabbles. It doesn't explain anything. Like, I played through the entire game and I'm like, uh, why is she, why does Max have these powers? Like, where do they come from? Like, what, what, what it never explained. Like, yeah, there's it's like there's hints here and there, but it's never blatantly said that she gets this powers from here. I just hope that eventually, like in the future, because I know they're still making more of Life is Strange games, maybe they will kind of meet or something and use their combined powers for stuff. Like I doubt Avengers it, but it's possible. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Yeah, because I think each major character or someone linked to the main character have some sort of special powers of some sort. Again, I only dabbled in two a little bit. Uh, there's not really anything to do with Before the Storm because it's a prequel to this. And the new one, uh, True Colors, I haven't touched yet. So let's uh, get on to, I guess, the First major decision, seeing that we're almost re almost there. And Nathan's gun, so you have a choice of reporting him to the principal or not, or not. And it it's it's a choice. You even if you go to the door and ignore the principal, he calls you over, and you have to make a decision. For me. I actually, I know now in hindsight, I know a better solution, but mm. I think in the, in the heat of the moment, you basically feel like, yeah, reporting because, you know, it's a crime. Nobody should have a gun in school except like maybe the guard or something. Ordinary students should definitely not have weapons. The impulse is to report his ass, but in reality, it's not quite like that. What about yourself? So for me, I was pretty much the same way. Like, guns at school is a big no. And even though he's like uh, like one of these rich kids, 
thinks that you know he is his he's all that again you know it's a weapon and got to have some gun control doesn't matter and yeah i reported him and i'm like i just because i was i was really hooked it i was like okay this guy is a bad seed I want to see where right. it goes. I want to see where it goes. So yeah, I reported him, and but in hindsight, yeah, like, but again, there's consequences to this action. Depends on what you do. If you do nothing, it affects later on decisions, and if you report them, it affects later on decisions also. Like most yeah. immediate, yeah. most immediate, but also later on in decisions. So. Yeah, I think like in the context of this particular video, we have to talk about the impacts on the future episodes. Yeah. So yes, we will talk about the episodes later. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the decision goes, this particular one, it's probably best to not report him just based on the other consequences. So yeah. just bear that in mind. I, I, I totally agree uh, because you're like, if you play it as is, you think that this guy is pretty much behind it at all. He's like, he's the, the mastermind doing this. And when you get into like more of the story where you deal with the missing girls, let's bring it up to the dark room. You think that this guy is the the big honcho, which in mm. actual fact, he's not. He's just another pawn in someone else's plan. He is, he is, yeah. And I, in the, in the end, you, you almost kind of feel sorry for him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at the decisions of uh, other players, so yeah, when you finish the game, you're going to get a screen of stats, basically, like how other people played it and what they chose. It yep. all gets recorded online and then people can see that. So in this particular case, 62% chose to report him. Yep. So, yeah, for this, I guess this is from the first gameplay because I, I don't re record really the first one. Uh, so, yeah, people also kind of got sucked into it, you know, yeah. like... I believe yeah. that's good storytelling also. You know, you want you want to bring expectations and then in the end, you know, you want to break those expectations and change and all that. So, you, again, you think this guy's Nathan's a bad, bad seed and he's like, holy cow, like, you know, this guy has a gun. He's at school. He's trying to kill a, a fellow student because you don't know who this girl is. He's in, he's in the girls' washroom, first of all, so you know, that's that's yeah. that's weird to begin with. You could really get sucked in and, and be like, holy jeez, this is serious. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the next one, what do you have for decisions? For decisions, uh, the next major decision the Victoria is, thing? is the Victoria thing. Uh, so we'll set up the scene. Uh, you have to get into the dormitory. And Victoria and her, I guess, minions. Or, <laughs> uh, she, I think she calls them minions or mm. uh, are on the steps and letting no one 
in it all. So right. Max has to find a way, and this is, I guess, the gameplay in this game is to find solutions to problems like this. And solution is to get her off by turning up the sprinkling system, tampering with the paint can, uh, so uh, the janitor, the, the groundskeeper, uh, Samuel, goes up, starts painting the windows, the water comes on, Victoria gets up, the paint can falls down, paint goes all over her, she freaks out a little bit, uh, her minions go inside to get a towel, she sits on the, the stairs, very kind of lonesome and... What's what I can't really what Max says, like she's lonely and all that. So you go up to her and you have a choice of making fun of her or comforting her. Yeah, so well, we already talked about Victoria actually. I already mentioned that she was yeah. a stereotypical bitch, basically. Yes. That is true. And definitely she behaves like it, like this very rich, preppy kind of girl. Yeah. But in the conversations, it becomes clear that she's actually quite lonely. Like, yeah, she's surrounded by those two other girls, but like, there's nothing there. It's just superficial. Kind of, it's very superficial. Right. And uh, again, you can be mean to her. You can make fun that, hey, like the paint can fall fell on you. Or you can comfort her. I went for, with comfort her because you know, there's no point to kick a dead horse, as we say. Yeah. And that's what I did the first time, also. Uh, because, you know, again, I, I have to tremendous this this uh, this group in the writing style. You really get sucked in with the characters. And they really, yeah, like, everyone's a stereotype. But the thing is, you get sucked into those stereotypes. And it's like, Okay, she's the rich, preppy bitch, basically. But the thing is, when she's not around anyone, she's kind of subdued and kind of alone. And you get that in this moment. And you kind of feel sorry for her a little bit. It's like, oh, wow. It's like, you, like I could reach out and be like an actual friend to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Let's go with the the other the other foot here, is that uh, making fun of her, which I have actually done. I am I'd say Max really does uh, some good stingers in there. Oh wait, hold that pose. No. And no filter needed before I post this. Uh, making fun of her, and you obviously uh, you take a picture of her in this state, and that has minor consequences with other people like Warren later on you show the picture of him and then also in Chloe's room in this in this uh same episode she looks at it and she just makes a comment on it and I believe it's in an episode two also uh that Victoria steals the picture back mm -hmm. and it really just kind of stays like that uh, in hindsight, I have to say, comforting her sounds like the right idea, but 
it might not be in the long run. And that's due to one decision later on in episode four. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so actually in the stats, I think 70, where is it? 74% chose to comfort her. Yeah. And I, I guess that's the right, uh, the right, to, right thing to do. One thing we forgot to mention, by the way, is uh, in before the Nathan thing, hmm. there is the butterfly. Yes. And the butterfly in the bathroom, the, the butterfly actually represents different things for different cultures. Mm -hmm. For example, for Christians, butterfly is a symbol of rebirth. Uh, but in uh, Japanese folklore, it's more like a memory soul of a diseased loved one mm -hmm. uh, famous uh, in china it's something else in greece it's uh, kind of a soul once again mm -hmm. and uh, of course butterfly is also a universal symbol of beauty somebody who looked into the files of life is strange noticed that the the texture for the butterfly mm -hmm. has the name of chloe in it and so that's like major, major spoiler there. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to bring it up, but I was going to bring it up that yeah, there's like that uh, meaning behind a loved one or someone that Max truly cared about symbolizes yeah. thriller, and there's a big, big hint in one of the endings that you see that butterfly again. Right. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that, okay, that makes sense now. Again, it's all about, I guess, time travel. And the thing is that maybe that butterfly came back from the future to that moment to cause mm, yeah. things to happen. And that's a speculation, but still possibly. Yeah, because like the character of Chloe, right? She's basically the um what do you call it like the catalyst or something yeah she's like if she's not there max does not do much just goes to the classroom chats to people goes back to the dorm that's it next day rinse and repeat uh chloe is the one that really kind of takes her out of her comfort zone and yeah. hey let's let's go to the you know swimming pool at night etc so there's yeah. more stuff later and you you get the sense of that with Max, like in this in these opening parts where she just does the formulaic thing of like going to class, going to there, maybe hang out with a friend. Very like, very reductively, it's like I don't really want to do this, but I guess I have to. The next major decision is Kate and David's. Yeah. interaction together interaction yeah so, yeah so that one is interesting because again the the game gives you just very basic information like oh you know like this guy shows up and he's kind of pissed and he's uh well that's all you know really about him at the first and, and so that that's already forms a kind of mental image that okay, this guy is probably an ass as well, and well, so, he definitely comes off uh, like uh, like an ass. 
at the beginning. Yeah. He does. He does. Uh, but of course, you know, you have to play more. There's more to the story. There's more to the character. Yeah. So when it comes to this decision, you can take a photo of it or you can intervene. 84% of players intervened. And I I agree with that. There's you, Nobody should be in a position where somebody really kind of lectures you for no really good reason. Because, yeah, he thinks Kate did something, yeah. but he doesn't have evidence. And it just comes off as very... Creepy. Uh, uh, creepy. creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I intervened also at the beginning. And most of the time, if I'm playing this game, unless I'm playing just for to see what happens, if I'm playing a game to play the game, I intervene with Pretty much anything to do with Kate, I help her out tremendously throughout the first this uh, first chapter and the second chapter as much as I can because once we get to the second chapter, let's just say something big happens and mm. you know it's it gets uh, traumatic. Like wow, like, oh yeah, uh, very emotional. This this game tears through your emotions a lot. It does. Uh, interesting point about Kate. The big thing with her like story is that you know there's a lot of rumors in the Blackwell College about uh, a sex tape, basically. Yeah. And you know, of course, now we live in technology era, and this the kind of thing is actually, unfortunately, quite common. Yeah. Uh, there's like things like revenge porn, which you can go to jail for. So this is very serious topics. And also, there is a technology called deepfake, where you know they can take a video and basically uh, put your face on on that. So yeah. you can you can have a porno video, and they just put your face there and send it to coworkers and whatever. Huge issue. It can get you into a world of trouble, can get you fired, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, indeed. So the definitely, this is a one of the big, big like topics of the game. No doubt. Well. Surveillance, surveillance, making, uh, being watched, not knowing who's watching, and rumors. Like, there's a lot of, lot of rumors in this, not just with Kate. There's tons of rumors with everyone. The, the big one also to bring up is Rachel. You hear about this girl all throughout the game. You hear tons that you still don't know until what chapter five that what happened no four end of four and all throughout you're like what's true what's not but yeah with kate she went to a party she tried to interact she's your stereotypical uh church girl that's a goody goody so obviously the meaner student body played on that and decided to drug her i guess yeah drug and make a ridiculous video that compromises her position in what she is and she's just really broken up about it in this one and the next next uh episode also 
I guess the for the minor decisions again, it just depends how much immersion you want to get. Exactly. If you just want to get through the story, uh, I mean, like the canon story, you just basically go to these big decisions. Yeah. And then you know, if you really want to immerse yourself in the environment and with the characters, uh, then you can do a bunch of like minor choices. There's also like optional photos you can take, which unlock certain things. Yeah. Nothing really groundbreaking. That's that's very yeah. true. And if Except you act... maybe the the petition. Uh no, not really. That's not really doesn't really go too well. And uh, I want to bring up uh looking through the global stats of this is there's a lot of huge splits where mm. you know you think hey you know if you talk to this person you'll probably go one way and the global stats say no and that mm. shows that a lot of people probably haven't talked to or even it went to that like immersion it just went to like the major major ones the, like i mentioned well i made a kind of promo video yesterday for this video mm. uh and i mentioned that some of the choices are kind of shocking in a way and the one that jumps to mind is dana's pregnancy test oh yeah now look i get it uh, people don't like to be nosy. Yeah. Again, it, it, the, the story kind of makes you really look at the test. I mean, because that advances things. But apparently 98% of people didn't. That's almost everybody. Oh, and yeah. that I don't understand. There's also a thing with that is that you can look at it and then rewind so you don't actually have like their... And the thing is that you bring, you talk to Dana afterwards about it, and that brings up another option to say, hey, I heard a rumor about you, you know, and then she brings up the pregnancy. If you don't touch it, you don't have that option. But there's also, like, if you touch it and you just leave, there are other op minor options to uh, talk to, I think, who is it, Zachary? Is that Zach yeah, is, yeah. is it Logan or Zachary? I can't remember who. Uh, could be Logan. Logan, yeah. yeah. You can talk to Logan and tell him that he's like a piece of shit and all that mm. afterwards. No. The other minor decisions are like a bit later. We haven't gone there yet, but it's the uh, Chloe Snow Globe, the evidence and David's files. Yeah. I, I personally, I don't know much about these. What about yourself? Uh, the Snow Globe. Uh, personally, I have to say it's sentimental to Chloe because she got it from her father, her actual real father. When you're looking around a room and you break it, she just says, oh, dude, it's it's my snow globe. <gasps> dude, you broke my glass snow dough. Thanks. She sounds so not broken up about it. Like, it's like, I thought she would be like super pissed or something, but no, she's just very subdued about it. And the only thing that that brings to the table, I think in episode four, when you go to the house in a certain time period in the past, the snow globe is on the, uh, the fireplace and then Max comments 
how she right, right. didn't break it or did break it. That's about it. So it's a little minor one. And then the uh, files with David uh, is that Max goes through basically looking for screwdrivers to fix her camera. So I don't know why Chloe, Chloe is just, you know, being herself in the room. And again, I don't know why you invite someone over and basically ignore them and being like, hey, guess what? You look for your yeah, the tools that was yourself. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I've found that whole, like, yeah, it builds character. And she, obviously, Chloe is missing, missing Rachel and so forth. And that's the thing is with Chloe and Max have this disconnect at that time where they were friends and then Max moved away and then she came back and then Max didn't really be, hey, like when I got back, let's hit up Chloe and see what she has there. She stayed in away and obviously Chloe's yeah. a little ma a little pissed about that. So you go through uh, her, uh, her place and this is where you find... That David is uh, Chloe's stepdad. And again, I thought Max would freak out a little bit more because she's dealt with David in even this episode with Kate. And she's like, oh, uh, Chloe's stepdad is the head of security at Blackwell. Chloe's stepdad is head of security at Blackwell. Just so in like a monotone voice. And so I thought she would be like, oh my God, she's like... Very subdued. It is. It is. But yeah. uh, again, uh, you have a choice to go snooping, and then you find the surveillance system that David put together uh, in the house. Again, I don't know why Joyce and Chloe have no idea about it. It's like, it's, again, I don't know. It's, I guess he's very good at hiding the cameras or something. He must be. I mean, especially these days, cameras are like, you know, this this big. So hmm. you, you can hide them anywhere, really. And then uh, you go over a little bit more and then you you find the files. And then you the thing is, you have to drop them in oil and then right. look through them. And then these files are the uh, dirt, I guess, that he's. Uh, David's trying to dig up on Kate and again at this point you really don't know what's going on with that it's like he looks like a creep especially if you're seeing how Eve is going on with Kate just like half hour ago with with the uh, in front of the dormitories right you could leave the the evidence in the oil for him to find, and then that comes to a thing later on. I ordered you to never go through my files. You obviously have. I didn't touch your files, David. I could care less about your files. And or you can rewind and have it not happen and but go through it. And then that brought up to Chloe later on in the episode. Yeah. Uh, so the major choice there, and th this is like ridiculous, by the way. Mm. The first time I played it, I totally fell in the trap. I didn't, just didn't see it. Mm. There's basically like this closet thing, and I think there is a there is a light you have to move basically. Yeah. And I didn't know about that. I thought it's just there, 
Uh, and of course, yeah, it it falls down, and then I think everything opens up, and there you are in the open. So yeah, the choice there is they argue. So David and uh, Chloe argue. You can take the blame. You can do nothing. But you can do nothing and then come out. Yeah, which I did actually. That's what I did. Uh, but. If you look at the other people's decisions, it's kind of only around 30%. Like, only 30% of people intervened here. So, most people chose to stay hidden in the closet, I guess. Well, for my first one is that I hid and then came out and took the blame. That's the first time. Because, again, you get hooked. And it's like, oh, well, I kind of feel bad for Chloe. And... If you actually did go through the scene and you stay hidden, then David like slaps her and you're like, wow, like that's not right. And you're no. like, wow. Okay. So you rewind that and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to come in and be like, I'll take the blame. He's mad at her for like some reason. I can't remember what it is, but then he notices that she's smoking pot Yeah, and that just makes him enraged. Uh, and again, like pot these days is a big kind of hot topic, especially in mm. Canada and the US. Uh, personally, for me, well, I live in Japan. In Japan, they have a zero tolerance policy on marijuana in general, which I disagree with. I think it's it's one of those soft drugs. Just Just make it legal. Because mm. the problem right now is that a lot of it is owned by cartels. And so if you buy it, money goes to these cartels, which is not good. Yeah. So at least if you make it legal, uh, it, it goes back into the, you know, the economy, basically. And that's great because with cartels, it just disappears. They, they yeah. keep it. So, so that's my opinion on that. Yeah. I think the reason I'm trying to think, like, that he busts this into uh, Chloe's room is that one of his guns is missing. And right. She think that he thinks that she took it, and right. He has no evidence, but he kind of thinks, and he comes in, and so he thinks that well, he's just on his one of his rampages again, and just kind of dismisses it, and then he notices the pot, and then that sends him over the edge, and then sends her off the edge, and then if you stay hidden, that's where she slaps. He slaps her. And he just, he, you can see the frustration and I can, I, I can relate to that sometimes where, you know, I have a daughter and then she frustrates me, but I'm like, mm. like, like David, he does not know how to deal with his emotions. He does not. And that's because he was, he's a soldier. He was a soldier and you know, you're meant to be, you know, suppressing those emotions and going out to war. It's again, it's also another stereotype where you play it up and be like, oh, well, this character is like this. And again, later on, expectations are changed. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, that's that's what it is. Like the, the chemistry between... Pretty much everyone in the Price household 
they go off of each other in some way. Like obviously <clears throat> Joy and David, they they're they're married. So, but the thing is that Joyce puts up with David's crap a lot, and that's a choice that she makes because she's I don't know maybe lonely after her actual husband died. So, you know, yeah, there's that. And then obviously, you know, there's there's a lot. You spend a lot of time in the Price Hellhole, the the or Hellhole, that's what Coley calls it. But yes. the Price is place. Yes. And like, there's a lot. Holy cow! Like, there's a lot, and you get a lot of backstory with Chloe and Max. If you sit on the sofa again. It's about that flavor text, if you want it or not. You don't have to sit on the sofa. You don't have to have uh, Max remember a memory that Chloe and her drank wine for the first time and made a stain on the, the carpet that's still there. And you go outside, you go on the swing set, and she has a memory of treasure hunting with Chloe in, in the backyard which is the bonus episode of Before the Storm, which is good. Yes. And it's also the theme in that weird standalone episode they made with the Captain uh, Captain something. I forget his uh, name. Captain Spirit. Captain Spirit. There you go. He has to go through this weird tunnel and find some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a side story. That is... The interesting thing about this episode, in the end, uh, they, Chloe and Max go to the lighthouse and Max has an episode, let's say. Yeah. So she starts to feel kind of weird. And I honestly, like in that particular scene, I didn't see the intensity from Chloe. Chloe just looks ahead and then like Max feels bad in the background. And she goes like, nothing. Like there's no mm -hmm. emotion. There's there's no kind of fear. There's uh, they, they could have done it that part a little bit better. Uh, the great thing is that about the uh, the other decision before with the pot is there's a very disconnect. Seeing that there's all obviously different choices that you can do. Obviously, if you take the blame in any way, Chloe will absolutely love you. And yeah. you'll get in her favorite books. And if you stay hidden, she'll still like you, but be kind of pissed. And then obviously, if you blame her, she'll be super pissed and actually not even wait for you and just leave. Mm. Which... I, in my previous and my last playthrough, which is the footage you're seeing, that's what I did. Oh my god! I just and that's the one percent. One percent of people did that choice. Uh, and then in the following scene where she's at the lighthouse, she's still pissed, and she shows it. But like halfway through it the story picks up and then she has to be, Hey, guess what? I have to like this. I have to like Max again. And then she just changes this 
moots. She just changes from being pissed at her to being like really concerned. And it's like, oh my goodness. It's like, it's just the disconnect is a little off-putting at times. It is, yeah. And we'll talk about that later. I think it's in a later episode. Maybe maybe the second one, actually. I don't remember. In the diner? Is it the second yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So, Chloe, right? I mean, she's... Okay, so, A, my best friend has this power... Yeah. But we know that if she's using the power, it makes at least her nose bleed. Yeah. As if she uses but, it hey, too much. She she does. She yeah. does. And but it's like, okay, we know that. But hey, do it again. I just wanna see it. Oh yeah. And that's that's just so kind of insensitive, right? Well the 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 initial thing of her max six bringing up hey guess what i might have you know time travel powers uh chloe's like doesn't believe her at first she i love right, her right. i love her quotes where it's like this is not an anime or a video game a little fourth wall breaking there i love that because they're actually in a video game and then uh yeah obviously she needs proof that's in the second episode we'll get into more of that i guess when we get into the diner scene in the second one but uh, the big thing is the ending of the first one, which bring up uh, with the storm and we find out when it is. Yeah. So weather anomalies, weather anomalies are a theme in this game. There's, yep. um, there's many of them. Uh, apparently, the game basically starts like around October 6 or 7, 2013. Uh, let's say seven, just for the sake of argument. And uh, yeah, so in the vision, you see this big kind of tornado coming. Again, this is very American because I think most tornadoes happen in the States, right? And it's, it's people can relate to that. But again, October, I don't know, like we got October, November, December. October starts to get cold. But it's it's not quite cold to to get snow though. Oh, I beg to differ here, but still, we had <laughs> we we had snow in late October a few times, but that's that's a different story. Of course, I yeah. you know I'm living the north, so. But the interesting thing about the snow here is that uh, somebody mentions it, I guess, is that the temperature outside is ninety degrees. Yeah, that's Chloe. Uh, well, I think Chloe Aaron, mentions right. that. It's like, she goes like, oh my god, it's like, it's 80? 80, 80 or 90 degrees. The hell is this? Snowflakes? It's like 80 degrees. How? And it's snowing. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? You could just kind of chalk it off. It's a random freak uh, weather event. It happens. Yeah. yeah. But obviously it has more significance in the or game. Or does it mean something more? Yeah, right, right. That's the thing. And uh, that's all about the whole thing. Let's get into the vision that Maxis okay. has and a little bit of what that possibly could be. I did a bit of reading on the wiki. It's, again, a rabbit hole amongst itself. You could be for hours on there. 
and I was looking at alternative timelines and timelines in general. And there's apparently original timeline, which the game isn't. This is a different timeline you're playing through. The original timeline is where Max uses her powers only once, and that's in the bathroom to say Chloe. So I'm thinking, and again, either might be Revenants, they might not, I might be just blowing smoke up my ass, uh, that her visions is from that timeline and somehow is connecting with the timeline that's currently going through when you're going through the game and somehow is that bad max is connecting with the current max to change it um yeah i mean you can get pretty deep into this i think like it depends how you see the game really i mean is it um, like personally me i believe in uh, the parallel dimension thing i actually think it's a thing uh, we just can't demonstrate it yet but i'm i'm fairly sure it's there so in that way is it kind of a parallel dimension interacting with the past or or with the present there's tons of theories out there and that's the good thing about this game is that it makes you think definitely does it's not it's not just this one thing uh, but it's more kind of a tree with branches. Oh, definitely. And and it makes you follow each branch and uh, think like, what what happens if I do this? And then like the butterfly effect, right? Definitely. So you yeah. think like something, like if I print something at home, uh, the computer halfway across the world is broken or something like that. Well, something like that, yeah. That's the butterfly effect in a nutshell. That's, that's true. And obviously, I. To bring that up is the original uh, name for the game was a what if mm. that was the original one and they changed it because there's a movie apparently with the same name and they didn't want to confuse so they just called it life is strange you know again a, a fitting name because life is definitely strange especially if you have powers and weird stuff yeah. has happened yeah and the other interesting thing about this game is definitely it makes you think about especially the bad decisions like usually in life we we all make of course bad calls uh but at first you don't really kind of notice the implication but in this game like especially by the end if you make bad decisions it's really gonna stick with you oh and it, it's gonna haunt you let me say oh Oh, any any of the frat boys are 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 just like okay, one track minds, frat boys, football. Uh, I think it's Zachary who says the greatest line I have ever heard, where it's like, "Football, Max, football, football, Max, big football, step away." Yeah, no, the the minor characters, uh, guys at least, are very one dimensional. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
frat boys, football, beer, and that's about pretty it. much. That's 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 it. the uh, the girls are a little bit different. Uh, they usually follow in their cliques, uh, usually run by uh, Victoria, and uh, they're basically minions. But they have their own minds, which you kind of can can weed your way into their stories if you want but they're like subdued they're like um when you go out of the dorm going back to the parking lot uh, i think taylor's uh just sitting by yeah. a tree and you don't really think hey maybe i should go talk to her you kind of just be like oh, she's one of those girls victoria hangs out with so you know you do want to do that hey but doing that, you get into a little bit of her story with her sick mother and all that. So, and you, she opens up and be like, "Hey, yes, you know, we're glad we talked." One thing I want to bring up also is that this changing the past thing, right? This game will make you revisit all the choices that you made in life, uh, good or bad, and then it's going to make you think about if you had that power to turn back time, uh, would you do things differently? Uh, in my case, for example, definitely some things I would do different. And uh, then it's unfortunately going to bring up some regrets. Hmm. Uh, but that's the way it goes. I don't That's That's the way it went for me anyway. Um, it brought oh. up some memories, which, yeah, kind of definitely regrets, let's say. Okay. How about yourself? Oh, definitely. Like I said, this game came to a time where I was going through depression and regretting a lot of the past. And I was thinking about that. It's like, if I had these powers, I would go back and do things differently. But that kind of also, this game also made me realize if I did that, essentially, I would go back to a time where I didn't have all this knowledge that I had and I wouldn't be the person that I am now. And the thing yeah. is that it would be erased. So the thing is, if I went back and erased all the person I am back to the person I was, would I do the same thing mm. and just do the same? It depends on if you have the knowledge of what you had now and you go back and you would do things differently but the thing is it might actually be worse because or it could be better that's the thing you really don't know because it's a new path that's the thing it's not just like black and white oh it, it there's layers of shades of gray in between and you never know which shade you're gonna fall into a lot of shades lots and lots and lots of shades oh my goodness but yeah that that made me it literally opened my eyes to be like, is life really that bad right now? Mm. Like, is it really that? Like, is it like, is the thoughts of the past and regrets of the past really affecting my way of living right now? It's kind of like you see growth I guess internal growth and external growth 
where yeah. Max has done a lot of kind of internal growth, but not a external growth. And then Chloe is quite the opposite, where she does a lot of external growth. And the internal growth is that she's literally 13 and just right. kind of going, being that 13 year old. But if anyone, every everyone was against her type of thing. And she's just kind of stuck in limbo and she needs to kind of be looking at the world a little bit more. And again, that's probably me because of a parent talking, but still suffering through stuff. But again, she refuses to kind of accept the proper help because she wants to find kind of help on her own, doing her own thing. And she believes that, you know, going through all the phases of, I think Joyce says like the bad boys, the piercings, the dying, um, the drugs and so forth that kind of, and the bad grades, the bad grades. Grade. That's the thing. And she was like a straight A. She was like, yeah, she was a straight A before all this happened. And then all this stuff happened and she's like, screw it all. And again, this is like, the world's against me. Screw it all. I think it again. That's people can connect to that, right? I mean, in many ways, you could argue actually that the world is against you. Yeah. Uh, definitely, the rules of the world of society are very much rigged against somebody poor, somebody at the yeah. bottom, uh, and th these things are true. These are real problems, like we have to solve as a society well i could see the thing is even though i don't like her as a character i can see why lots and lots and lots of people connect to her right i can see that and i can be like yeah i get it that's the thing i get it and she she's like yeah. one of the best voice person in the game like Ashley Birch she does phenomenal job at voice voicing Chloe and again I want to bring it up that she's not in Before the Storm and I got really pissed about that might be why I don't like it but still again I don't like the character but the character's design meaning behind the character is really well done like i feel it's more even though you're max you feel that chloe is the main character also yeah like you know they're they're almost equal even though you have no control over what chloe does in some ways right 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 but uh she like it's almost like a duology like max and chloe that's why they're in like every single like promotional thing is that they are literally the same main character going through well not the same main but you play as one and you kind of guide the other I also gotta say great music especially in the first episode oh yeah although I do like some of the tracks in the other episodes as well uh, definitely here uh, it's mostly by Jonathan Morali. I think it's Morales, but 
Morali, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Sid Matters. Yeah. So he's the one, like, through all of you and also the obstacles. Now, the obstacles track, which is the ending track, is interesting. Because actually, if you read the words, it kind of tells you that you should be with Chloe. Mm -hmm. uh, even I think it, I think that song actually repeats in the in another episode. Again, it's to reinforce that point that you should be with Chloe at the end. And uh, yeah, again, we'll talk about that in the future because oh, yeah. there is a comic that came out after the game, and I have yeah. it. And obviously, I haven't read it yet, but it goes into a one direction and by the time we get there i'll have a look well we got we got will... four more episodes to go we do you have plenty of time to crack that up and and uh give it a read i'll bring this up just a little bit because it's a a little thing uh is the amount of references in this game to music uh, TV shows, movies, and so forth. Like, uh, example is uh, the license plates to everyone's car is a... It's not an abbreviation. It's, it's, uh, it's like there's missing letters to make a word to a uh, famous film or TV show or so forth in this. Uh, some examples are, is Chloe's truck is Twins Peaks. Mm. Uh, Frank's VR, which is the dirty VR, is Breaking Bad, which I find hilariously clever because of Frank's character. Right. Uh, Nathan's car is six feet under the show. Again, a little on the nose there. A little, just a little bit there. Uh, and Warren's car is the X-Files. Right, right. That's just some of the, the big ones, but there is like every single car has some kind of connection to some TV show or movie that's uh, deals with like either supernatural or sci-fi or like, uh, I guess Breaking Bad is like a, dra a, dra a dramatic one. It is, it is, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen it. I know what it's about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, clever's like that. There's also tons of references in like the backgrounds you can check out. So there's, it's clever. There's, again, there's a lot of time to put in like a, a subdued reference in like Max's room that you would just gloss over because you're trying to find something. So I do find that rather good for the under developers to put that much detail into, uh, into the game. There's like science references again, butterfly effect, chaos theory, grandfather paradox. Uh, it's interesting. Again, like, with these things, are great to kind of talk about 
in the kind of separate thing because like the grandfather paradox that's a thing on its own oh yeah there was a kind of story maybe about 20 years ago now with john titer he claimed to be a time traveler from the future Mm. he's actually featured in steins gate which is another uh time travel thing Mm. and he actually says that the grandfather paradox is not a thing because like he has so explanations you can read about it if you're interested yeah just talking very briefly about the the main villain right we're talking it's, the main, main villain or are we talk <laughs> well i just want to say kind of without spoilers okay let's say that, that you you just finished the first episode yeah um obviously you were introduced to some characters like mr jefferson and you yeah. know david uh, nathan and others that could be potential villains yes could be could be yeah. but just from the first episode alone did you have an idea like a clear idea okay yeah this is the main bad guy in hindsight like who knowing like who's behind it all without hindsight without hindsight yeah. but you know, when I went through it the first time? Right. No idea. No idea. Right. Absolutely not. And that's great, like, because it's the writing. The writing and the the, the the world. And they, again, really put it thick on these characters and who you're... They even, like, kind of direct you. Like, even with the whole Nathan thing, it's like you want to hate this guy basically so yeah and it shows good writing like if you're invested in characters again you can have good writing but the characters gotta stand out because you remember more of the characters like i remember nathan being an ass but the thing is is he really but the thing is you you see cracks of decentness in him even in this chapter like there's just cracks of it and but the thing is you the, the the developers want you to hate him in this one be like yes he he literally killed this girl that you find out that is your best friend and then you saved but the thing is you saw max saw right shoot her and the thing is yeah there's like he was a tense to kill her so you want you like like you want you want to hate this guy. So yes, there's just like that. Other than that, there's David where he's just a dick. Just a dick. That's all. And the and the writers and the developers want you to think that because he is not open. He does not talk about, you know, his feelings or what he's doing and all that. He's stuck in his head. And what he actually wants. What he does, he believes is right. Right, right. And that's the way way he he proceeds himself. Yeah, for me, like, uh, I thought Nathan is just, he's, like, too young to be a mastermind. Mm. He could be, but I I really didn't feel like he was. I I really felt like he was a tool, which, which he is. Surprise, surprise. It is. So for me, after the first episode, 
I thought it was probably David because he's like a control freak mm. and he's a surveillance freak and he has a kind of a degree of power at the college because he's mm. he's the security he's the main security guy so so that was my kind of feeling uh after the first episode i was i was thinking like there was someone more but not introduced in this one and then obviously at the end of the episode where we get the montage with with the awesome music is that we see frank for the first time and we don't know who this is that's the thing so and obviously he's disheveled and comes out of it like with a bong and all that so he could be and we'll get into more his character in the second one but the thing is who is this guy he might be something more so that's gonna be pretty much it for at least the first episode we talked to you off for at least probably an hour and a half plus we'll go with that so i'm going to add it down a little bit but other than that holy cow like we have four more episodes to go it does get better like if oh, you yeah. really enjoyed episode one uh trust me the the four next ones are even better Oh yeah, no, like if you're kind of lukewarm about this one, the next episode ramps it up like like a steep hill. So right. it is, uh, but if you got the, if uh, the episode one got your hooks in there, you're definitely going to enjoy the rest of the stuff. Though not as, as a company or a studio, was just coming off like a almost critical failure from Remember Me. Like it did sort of well, but not what they wanted it to do. So they were struggling. And that's what a lot of studios kind of go to that breaking point of like, we got to make a hit or we're basically doing something else or we're going to be disbanding the company and just doing our own thing so yeah, yeah. i actually played remember me i i know what it is it's it's decent it's not it has its flaws but um it's decent as a game it had those sequences where you had to kind of go back into time and change stuff and i found those to be very difficult actually like without a walkthrough it i actually thought it's impossible hmm. final thoughts uh final thoughts great game um definitely if you're kind of new into gaming uh because i know like a few people who are like oh well games but i don't know what to play so yeah definitely a good one definitely a good one to get into gaming if you're you know new into the field uh and it like i said it just gets better oh yeah oh, definitely it's a good starting point and it's good to see that they just made more. Like it just, right. it, it just went from here, and they got quality all over the board. Music, art direction, yeah, even the graphics. Like I like to say that the graphics are kind of 
bland and flat. But the thing is, it fits the style. Like, like I said, like at the beginning of this video. And it, it grows on you. That's the thing. It grows on you. And I really feel that, that they did a great direction. And I, that's probably what kind of took the hit in the budget is the graphics to put in like excellent writing and music and even voice talent voice talent is good like like not everyone is a hand not everyone is like great but the main ones like i could not uh i could not hear max without i can't remember her name but you know max's voice actor do anyone else or max do anyone else do max or chloe Right. That's why I'm kind right. of like a little bitter about before the storm, but we'll get there. And that's my final thoughts. Great game. Bring out the tissues. You're going to need them. Uh, these days it's available on Steam, by the way, so you, you get the whole package. It is on PC also. Yep. It's on PC. It's on PS4. I know. It's on Xbox One, I want to say. Uh, it's just on, it's on mobile too. It's on mobile too, yeah. And then uh, of the recording of this actual here, uh, the remaster collection just came out. So there's that also. So if you don't like the bland graphics of the original, they're slightly better. My channel is, is lots of stuff, so check it out. You never know what's coming up. And uh, where where can we find you on Twitch? Uh, Twitch. I am uh, OtakuOps69. There you go. But and... I don't do a lot of streaming. I mostly do a lot of recording and then on YouTube. Well, still, you stream a few times, so... Still, yeah. And then obviously information is on the bottom here. And uh, for my channel, I'm finishing up some old projects. Uh, Haunting Grounds, I'm finally finishing after like two years. And then I'm going to be going into Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remastered uh, with my new style of webcam, uh, possibly with green screen because I'm actually enjoying the green screen and how it looks. Thank you for joining me on this great discussion of a epic uh, game. That's just Thank you for having beautiful. Me. And uh, obviously, episode two is probably going to be in the works, but not for maybe a couple of weeks or a month from now or something, depending on that. We got to set this up, get notes and all that, prepare for it, and uh, we'll go from there. And there we are. We are actually at the end of the actual video behind us because we're actually, there's the snow. Indeed. Uh, also, I want to point out that... Uh, you did a cover of the song that's probably going to be playing on uh, right right about now. So definitely go check that out over this channel. Uh, I'll probably put it in the description also below. And I'll add a, a snippet at the end of the video here. Thanks for being on. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.
Right. Yep. Definitely stay safe and Otaku Ops signing off. Today we will sell our uniform. Live together. Live together.